Good morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brands. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives for BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, Monica, I think we're all wishing the COVID-19 pandemic was behind us. Absolutely. But unfortunately, it doesn't seem that'll be the case for some time to come. In the meantime, as we are expanding our contact bubbles and getting some activities back into our routines, we're still using the internet to do a lot of business. And if a business isn't online, the first thing you're going to need is a domain name. So later, we'll talk about information BBB has gathered to help you when thinking about buying a domain name. Now, this whole thing has been a pain, literally and figuratively. And we'll address the literal part when we talk to AJ Stephen of Stephen Fitness and Rehabilitation about how to prevent and control shoulder, neck, and back pain. The congratulations signs are out for the grads of the class of 2020, but we're still learning how students will be greeted in the coming school year. So it seemed a good time to talk about tutoring and homeschooling with Andrea Deason, the director and owner of Sylvan Learning Centre in London. Welcome to SBBB, Andrea. Thanks, it's great to be here. So as we're moving into phase two of this COVID lockdown, they are allowing opening of some facilities. Well, what is the situation for Silver Learning Center? We are open. This is week two. We're taking things very slowly and with a lot of new procedures. So we're getting used to a new way of operating, a new way of doing things and um, kind of spreading everybody out. So we're never really, really busy or full at any given time. So, so far so good. It's, it's going great. So what changes did you have to make in the early stages of the lockdown that, you know, are really going to have to continue for a little while? Right away, by uh, sort of the beginning of April, we started offering online tutoring. That went extremely smoothly using Zoom. Um, in Center, we do a lot of our instruction using iPads, so our programs are managed on an iPad, so it wasn't very difficult just to translate that into Zoom. But having said that, not every student is really appropriate for that sort of learning. So the younger students, we didn't offer it because they just don't have the attention span and the independence to do much in that sort of um, environment. So as we reopen, it's the younger kids that we're getting in sooner because they're the ones that have really, I think, suffered through the closure both um, the closure and the school closure. What are some other major things that parents are really experiencing about the teaching and the learning process? Because, you know, if you think about even some of the older grades, um, that's tough. Like, for example, if you have a child in grade eight moving to grade nine, you know, you may be kind of concerned about what that transition is going to be and how you can best support them. So what other factors, you know, with, even with the older grades have you noticed? Sure. I think that's a very valid concern. I've got major concerns about how the fall will go. Um, so I think the first thing is it's very hard to teach your own child. And I talk to parents really every day when the phone rings, parents call me and they say, I've tried to help. I've tried to, you know, teach fractions or exponents or algebra with those late elementary, early high school kids. Or, you know, I, I've tried to help them with his writing skills, but it doesn't go very well. And you know, I think you, as a parent, you have to sort of know your limits. And if, if the instruction's going well, for sure, go for it. But a lot of parents find that they're quicker to get frustrated. Their child is quick to get frustrated. Maybe the, the actual content has changed since they were in school. So um, it is very difficult. And I think what a lot of parents have discovered is that 
with older children, it's not just about content. It's not about watch this video and you'll learn the skill. It's about interaction. So it's interaction between the teacher and the student or interaction from one student to another. And that's, to me, that's where the golden learning happens. You know, um, we at Sylvan, we believe in mastery learning. So whenever we teach something, we talk through it with the student. We have them do problem solving. Even if it's a, a language skill, we talk about, you know, going in depth, like inferencing or going beyond sort of what the text is telling you. And then we have the student do some independent work. And the problem with the virtual learning is that, you know, it's, it's very hard for the teacher to get to every student individually. Um, so it was a lot of that was put on the parent's shoulder. And then that's when things start to can go a little bit south. Um, and I talked to a lot of parents who said, you know, we were great at the beginning. We were really motivated. But the last couple of weeks or the last month, you know, they just everybody sort of had had enough. Um, so going into the fall, you know, they're talking about part-time learning, dividing the kids up, at least for the first part of the school year. And um, I think that's going to continue to be difficult. So some students, you know, may have fallen behind. Others may be more um, accelerated. Uh, you, you know, can you still work with some of these students to help them to be able to stay engaged based on what their particular needs are? Absolutely. Everything we do is very individualized. So we've always had um, students that are working above grade level. And, um, you know, I think that will be more exasperated in the fall because I, there will be kids, you know, there were kids that didn't have the technology they needed or, or were struggling with it. And then there was others that were, you know, very good independent learners and, you know, were kind of doing some enrichment work over the break. Um, so, you know, in the fall, the teachers may be going back and reviewing some of the previous year's curriculum. And if you're a student who's well advanced, then that could be sort of frustrating or challenging as well. So um, what we can do, we don't really necessarily move way ahead because that could exasperate the frustration, but there's lots of things we can do to enrich the material that the students um, learned or on top of things like essay writing, research projects, those kinds of things are, are great for enrichment kids. I have a feeling that there are parents who would want through the summer to have their uh, student assessed and kind of see where they are. Tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about the cost of Sylvan Services and, and how people can contact you for, for more information, Andrea. Sure, absolutely. So that initial assessment is, um, it's usually $150, but it's, it's $95 now we sort of have a promotion on. And um, that can be done, it, it's done by appointment. So we either do it in the center here or remotely. And um, then we meet with the parents either in person or by Zoom and go over the results. We give them a written report. So that's kind of the first step. And there's no obligation to enroll. So if parents are just looking for a quick checkup, um, we're definitely here to do that. And, um, and then if they choose to do the tutoring, it's either here in the center for an hour or two hours at a time, or we can do it virtually from home, again, using Zoom. And um, the tutoring schedule is really individualized. So some students will come a couple hours a week, some will come every day. We can, you know, kind of come and go depending on parents' work schedule or other things they've got going on. And the cost for the tutoring, um, we have different payment plans, but that can start as low as $130 a month up to um, prepaying blocks of hours um, with a bigger, bigger chunk. So, and then in terms of getting in touch with us, the phone number is 519-657-7323, uh, or the email address is southlondon, that's all one word, at sylvanlearning.com. Well, Andrea, thanks very much for taking time to bring us up to date uh, uh, on Sylvan Services. 
and uh, giving us some insight into some of the things parents have been facing. Thanks for being with Thank us you. this morning. It's been a pleasure. You're listening to Ask BBB, and we've been talking with Andrea Deason, Director Owner of Sylvan Learning Center London, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Search the BBB directory under tutoring to find them. If you have suffered back pain, neck or shoulder pain, information on relief is just a few commercial messages away. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, who is Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Working from home, sitting in front of a computer screen has, for some, become a pain. A pain in the neck, a pain in the shoulder, or even your back. AJ Stephen is the owner of Stephen Fitness and Rehabilitation and joins us to bring us advice about relief from this work-induced pain. Welcome to Ask BBB, AJ. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us about the services that Stephen Fitness and Rehabilitation provides and how it fits into the healthcare system and in our overall health, especially as we're working from home now. For sure. Uh, we provide one-on-one -on -one personal training and physiotherapy services uh, in the comfort of the client's home. So there is absolutely no need to battle through traffic uh, to get to us. We service all individuals looking to build or rebuild strength, but uh, what makes us unique is we specialize with those who possess uh, limitations or uh, illnesses, uh, some uh, that might include arthritis, Parkinson's disease, pain, dementia, Alzheimer's, and there's so much more. Our team of regulated health professionals possess unprecedented amount of education and experience, and our vision is essentially to see everybody stay as mobile, independent, and happy for as long as they possibly can. Where we fit into the healthcare system is uh, our main goal is to try and keep people out of the hospitals and long-term care homes uh, in this province. Uh, you know, in general, they're, they're not the most happy places to be. Most people would much rather stay in their homes, and our job is to keep people there. AJ, are you seeing more people with shoulder, neck, and back pain as a result of people spending more time sitting in front of the computer, as we said in the opening? I certainly have been approached uh, a little bit more by some family and some friends, and, and some of my online followers as well. Uh, specifically regarding neck and back pain in particular that they've been dealing with. And this tended to uh, increase a little bit shortly after the quarantine came into effect, uh, sort of, I guess, mid to late March. Um, more often than not, when I talk to them, I find out they've been spending far too much time sitting down and staring at a screen. And that posture, in my experience, and it's pretty well documented, is a direct contributor to uh, various types of neck, back, and shoulder pain. So are there some preventative things we can be doing before we need to um, you know start thinking about therapy and some intervention? Oh of course. Oh there's there are lots of exercises and stretches you can do uh, to avoid the call uh, to bring somebody in for therapy. Uh, lots of these resources are available online. I have a number of different resources available online and videos that people are welcome to check out. The problem is that the majority of people are in a lot of cases either too lazy or too busy to take the time to do these preventative exercises uh, early and also properly. And as a result, they tend to put things off until the pain becomes a little bit uh, too much for uh, their day-to-day -day functions to resume. And it's usually then that we get the call to come in and, uh, and fix it. 
Can you briefly describe some simple things that we might do that would prevent uh, the neck pain, back pain that some of us are experiencing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even something as simple as just focusing on sitting up straight in a chair. Um, most people, when they sit down in any type of chair, they have a tendency to slouch which is just let their lower back kind of collapse a little bit. So even just being aware of that and focusing on kind of bringing your chest up a little bit and uh, having a nice sort of natural arch in the low back is enough to, to get your posture back on track and prevent the odds of, um, of a low back occurring. Another thing I'll point out too is when you're sitting, try to sit for no more than 30 minutes at a time. After 30 minutes, get up, go for a little five-minute walk, uh, grab a glass of water, check on the kids or the dog or whatever you have to do, and then return back to what you were doing. That uh, It's those extended periods of sitting in those, uh, in those awkward postures that, uh, that really add up over time. So you did mention that your services are primarily in-home services. So can you talk a little bit about how this is being done in the face of distancing so that, you know, we can maintain and prevent the rate of infection with COVID? We've been following the protocols and guidelines put in place by both the Ontario government and from uh, our respective regulatory colleges. So in my case, the College of Kinesiologists of Ontario and in our physiotherapist's case, the College of Physio Physical Therapists of Ontario. So we've been following those protocols and guidelines. So what they look like is before entering a residence, we ensure that all of our, uh, all of our staff are wearing masks and goggles and that hands are properly sanitized. Uh, I'd like to take it a step further as well with each client is I ask them if I can wash, their, if I can wash my hands uh, upon entering their, uh, their residence this uh, gives them a little bit of added peace of mind that um, we are uh, we're doing everything we can to avoid the spread of COVID-19. Are you doing any online consultations? As you gave the instructions, I was following them. Are you able to do on? <laughs> are you able to do online consultations, AJ? Yes, we are. Um, in fact, uh, this is uh, you know obviously uh, COVID-19 has uh, certainly turned a lot of people's lives upside down and presented a lot of new unforeseen challenges. But uh, one of the silver linings that we've kind of seen here is uh, this sort of a new development of online personal training in physiotherapy. So I have had many inquiries about this from people, not just uh, where I live in London, but all over, all over Ontario. And I even had a couple of inquiries in different parts of Canada and in the United States. So uh, definitely had people interested and I have been working with a few clients as well online. It may seem a little bit kind of unorthodox or unusual to, to work with somebody over a Zoom meeting, but uh, if uh, assuming that people are able to follow my coaching points uh, without me actually present, which most people can, uh, it certainly can be done. So in terms of, you know, accessing your services, does someone need to be referred by a physician or can they just make direct contact themselves and seek out the services that they need? Uh, no referral is required. I have had clients that uh, were referred to me from their, uh, from their physician or from a, another health professional. Uh, but that being said, no, no referral required. You're uh, obviously anyone is feel anyone can feel free to reach out to me via phone or by checking out our website ajsteven.com. On that website, you'll find uh, more information as to how we can help you or your loved ones become stronger, more mobile, and independent. 
And on there, you can also contact us uh, directly and we will uh, get back to you and set up a consultation uh, at your convenience. Well, thanks for taking time to join us this morning. And uh, for some of the tips that may help us uh, prevent even having to make that call if we uh, take that little five-minute break. Thanks for joining us this morning, AJ. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening to Ask BBB, and we've been talking with AJ Stephen, who is the owner of Stephen Fitness and Rehabilitation, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. In a moment, putting down your roots online. Welcome back to Ask BBB. Ask BBB is a weekly program produced by the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan, and I'm here with Monica Braz, the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives. Even though we are reopening business for in-person transactions, a lot of business is still being done online. So we'd like to point out some information that's on the BBB website about things you should know about buying a domain name. The domain name, uh, that's our web address. It's often referred to as the URL, and URL stands for Uniform Resource Locator or Universal Resource Locator. Um, there's some dialogue on which one is is accurate. But, but what are some of the things that we learn here, Monica? Well, the first step is to find a reputable register. There are dozens of domain registers to choose from, so check them out. Are they reports of shady or dishonest business practices in their customer reviews or online articles? Try to find out so that you can pick one that you feel comfortable with. Also, review their fees. Just as with any transaction, the lowest price is not always the best deal. The low price might come with hidden additional fees in the contract, or it could be a very basic service with a lot of extras and add-ons that you have to pay for. So check out the company's terms of service for hidden fees or services that would normally be free with others. You can also look for overpriced renewal fees when you are finalizing the purchase. Another important factor is also that some registers charge transfer fees for moving the web domain to a different register if you decide later that you want to change. Neither of these services should really add on a cost, so just make sure you're reading the fine print. Okay, so once you've picked a registrar, you have to come up with a name. Is there some advice there on that? Well, choose a name that will benefit your business and that'll be clear about what your business is. You'll want to do a little brainstorming here. You want to create a professional looking domain name. It should you know, be short, memorable, and you want to avoid using hyphens. You know, For example, if you think about the BBB.org website, it's short, it's memorable, and it's just easy for people to think about when they want to refer to it. So what if you find out that somebody's already got the web name that uh, you've come up with? Well, once you have an idea for a name and a reputable register in mind, go to their domain registry website and type in the name. If the name is available, you can buy the domain name and get started. On, the, on your site, otherwise you might need a plan B. And so there are more details and suggestions on the BBB website about different um, naming options that you can think about. Okay, and are there things that we should watch out for? Well, it is the internet and it seems to be where we're finding a lot of scamming these days. So yes, there are things to watch out for like cyber squatting con um, cons, 
unsolicited sales pitches where they will give you an option to buy a domain name at an exorbitant price, and also renewal scams. All of these are also detailed on the BBB.org website, and make sure you keep checking there for different scams that are related to any services that you are looking for. So if you're considering buying a domain name, accessing this article on the BBB website is definitely a good place to start. And Monica, that's all the time we have for Ask BBB this week. If you have a story about a business that has gone above and beyond during this unusual time, send us an email or you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. If you have a question or guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And if you are interested in becoming a BBB accredited business, visit us online at BBB.org and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brass. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.